0: In our last discussion with my colleague, Eric Caligari, we looked into a case where a federal court denied discovery requests aimed at uncovering details surrounding the financing of a plaintiff's patent litigation case. Today, we are going to discuss a case where a failure of one party to disclose certain relationships with a third party resulted in significant consequences on this installment of The Briefing by Weintraub-Tobin. Welcome to another installment of The Briefing. I'm Scott Hervey. I'm joined today by my colleague, Eric Caligari. Eric, thank you for joining us.
1: Thanks, Scott. Great to be here.
0: So, Eric, you wrote an interesting article on the case of Ventex versus Columbia Sportswear of North America. Similar to the last case we discussed, go to Streaming versus Netflix, this case, the Ventex case, deals with litigation financing and how the failure to disclose or possibly the attempt to hide critical information showing a financial r- relationship between two parties interested in the outcome of a certain proceeding can impact that legal proceeding. Eric, can you break down the key details of the case?
1: Yes, absolutely. In this case, we have Bentex Comp uh, versus Columbia Sportswear in North America. And it centers around an interparties dispute filed by Bentex. Uh, an interparties dispute or an IPR is a proceeding before the patent. A uh, trial and appeal board of the USPTO. Basically, it's an administrative proceeding, uh, similar to a to a district court litigation, similar to litigation, uh, except a little more streamlined and presided presided over by an administrative law judge uh, at the at the PTAB. Um, and basically, the the only remedy is to consider the the validity of a of a patent. So essentially, what happens is um, someone who may think that either a patent's invalid or a patent has been asserted against them they can file a challenge to that patent at the PTAB, um, and that dispute is called an IPR. Uh, In this case, um, the the PTAB found that Ventex failed to disclose a variety of information concerning Ventex relationship, the company called Serious Innovative Accessories Inc. in response to discovery request by Columbia. The PTAB found that this failure to disclose led to unnecessary delays in the proceeding. As a result, the PTAB dismissed the proceeding and awarded over thirty-two thousand dollars in sanctions to Columbia, uh, who was the patent owner. Columbia's motion for sanctions was based on the contention that Ventec's uh, petitions were time-barred, uh, meaning they didn't file the IPRs in time, uh, and therefore the PTAB should not have invalidated the uh, sorry, should not have initiated the uh, IPRs to begin with.
0: Uh, so, Columbia's. Argument revolved around Ventex's non disclosure of its relationship with Sirius Innovative Accessories, which Columbia argued was both a uh, proxy of Ventex and a real party in interest. The board agreed with Columbia, leading to the dismissal of Ventex's petitions and the termination of the IPRs and sanctions against Ventex. So, what was the crux of Columbia's argument in terms of the relationship between Ventex and Sirius?
1: Yeah, so Columbia relied heavily on two prior agreements, a uh, supplier agreement from 2013 and a 2016 exclusive manufacturing agreement. Uh, these documents uh, illustrated a pre-existing business relationship between Bentex and Sirius, suggesting that they uh, shared a mutual interest in invalidating the patents. Columbia argued that payments tied to the exclusive manufacturing agreement suggested an, uh, a link uh, between Sirius and the funding of the IPRs which Ventex may have had difficulty funding on its own. This demonstrated a strong connection between Ventex and Sirius, uh, essentially implying that Ventex was acting as a proxy for Sirius in these proceedings.
0: And it seems that Columbia's argument gained gained traction when the PTAB noted that the exclusive manufacturing agreement was obtained through additional discovery after Columbia's motion, the existence of this agreement seemed to play a pivotal role in establishing Sirius as a real party in interest and a proxy for Ventex. Uh, after this was uncovered, Colombia moved for sanctions, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, Colombia contended that Ventex withheld over 2,000 pages of communications related uh, to these agreements and to the funding arrangement, while uh, also misrepresenting the scope of their document production. Uh, Colombia also alleged that Ventex's destruction of the exclusive manufacturing agreement and related emails to that uh, amounted essentially to a spoil- spoilation of evidence. Uh, lastly, Columbia claimed that Ventex's corporate witness made false statements under oath uh, about the existence of the agreement and the subject matter of the agreement.
0: Those are some pretty serious allegations. Uh, what was Ventex's response?
1: Well, Ventex ar- argued that it had put a, a proper litigation in hold uh, in place before uh, beginning the the IPRs, which basically means that, um, you know, that nothing is supposed to be destroyed related to the patent, related to the agreement, related to the scope of, of litigation, um, and that it had voluntarily produced documents that weren't necessarily uh, covered by the request. Uh, they also denied destroying evidence and mentioned that emails were deleted uh, by a former employee prior to the lit- litigation hold being put in place in the normal scope of their business.
0: I mean, I don't know about you, Eric, but those arguments seem pretty weak to me. (laughs) And and I guess the the PTAB agreed, right? Because the PTAB sided with Columbia and ultimately concluded that Ventex's failure to disclose the agreements caused unnecessary delay and increased cost of the proceeding. Um, And it also resulted in the dismissal of uh, Ventex's IPRs. Um, I mean, this all probably could have been avoided with Prompt and tra- transparent disclosure, but I assume that's what Fentex was trying to avoid.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's right. And as a result, the PTAP dismissed the proceedings and, and awarded Columbia uh, sanctions over thirty-two thousand um, dollars. Basically, what the dismissal means, as I said before, in, in a PTAP action or an IPR, the sole remedy is invalidating patents. So this basically means that uh, they weren't able to invalidate the patents, uh, which means that patents now. You know, that's kind of stepping back a bit. Um, when you're accused of patent infringement, one of your biggest defenses is that the patents may be invalidated or may be invalid. Uh, so basically, you know, you still possibly can challenge them in district court, but a district court judge is going to lean pretty heavily on a, on the PTAS finding in an IPR, uh, essentially meaning that it's much more difficult to now invalidate those patents in a district court proceeding uh, if they ever get asserted against them.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and in, in this case sort of highlights, you know, that... Um, Failure to disclose not only can mean losing the IPR and having the patents, you know, remain valid, but it can also lead to pretty substantial sanctions, including monetary sanctions. Uh, you know, similar to any any sort of discovery, not just in front of the the PTAB, but in any litigation in any court, uh, you need to be transparent and forthright. Discovery and document production, or uh, you know, not only could you lose the case, but you can be hit with pretty heavy uh, sanctions as well.
0: That's very interesting, Eric. And uh, the lesson for the day, I guess, is transparency and discovery, whether it's in front of the PTAB or any federal court.
1: Exactly. Yes, exactly.
0: Thanks for talking with us today, Eric. Yep. Well, that about wraps it up for this installment of The Briefing by Weintraub-Tobin. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. (laughs)